Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The biggest entrepreneur destination on the planet. I'm Alex Worley. Welcome to Business Rockstars. Now let's go to Mark Lack. So you're starting a business. Where is the best talent hiding? Joining us to answer that question is Nancy Sony. She is the founder and CEO of Filled. Nancy, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be here. So what's the short answer to that? The best talent is hiding actually where your, pre- your current employees used to work. What do you mean um, by that? So what I mean is when you're recruiting and building your business, you usually should be actually tapping into your current employees to figure out the best people that they previously worked with. Um, when I first started my business, um, I, I wish I would have spent more time thinking this through. Um, and I kind of learned that, look, you spend so many hours of your day with the people that you're working with that you really have to like love them. And so often the people that love each other tend to still stay in contact after they leave. And so really thinking through most of my business now, or most of my company now is actually all through referrals. Um, and so Really, when you're trying to hire, it's kind of tap into the people that already work there. Who do they know? And don't ask, hey, who do you know? It's, okay, we're trying to fill this role. So when you worked at XYZ Company, who's the best person at this? Who's the best person at this? Usually people have more kind of appropriate answers when you actually ask a really direct question. So do you do that on the phone? Do you do it on social media posts? Like I see people all the time that post on social media and they'll say, hey, we're looking for this role. They get very clear on their post. This is exactly the type of person we're looking for. Or click here, here's exactly the type of person we're looking for. What's the best way to do this? I it's mean, in person. It's I think in person? if you put okay. it on social media, like you'll probably get some responses, but truthfully, it's- The quality won't be there. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're the CTO or CEO at a company and you need to hire a digital marketing person, mm. it's talking to the engineers and saying, hey, you know, when you worked at this company, who was the best person? Can you make an intro? Okay, what else though? Because uh, you've got 17 years in the recruiting space, so you probably know as many of the tactics and tricks and tips that are out there. I mean, most of the, I think most of the best people in the industry are, tend to be working. And so truthfully, when you think through the best people for your business, what is that? Because it's, it's going to be different for different companies and different for different roles. And so you have to think through before you actually start your outreach. I think the thing that I deal with more often is entrepreneurs who just say, I need a director of marketing or I need a director of engineering. Here are the, here's the laundry list of skills but then there's not much into it. The beauty is that we do actually have LinkedIn so I can see who they've hired in the past and you kind of formulate some kind of thought process on that. But really it's the questions that I ask right after, which are, okay, great. Well, what does the team look like? What does it need? Um, why do you need this? And what is this person, go- what is this person really going to deal with in the first three to six months? Mm. And then what does it look like after that once they actually have su- succeeded? So those are all great questions. And my question for you in that context is, how does somebody know when the right time to actually either hire a recruiting company like yourself mm-hmm. or when do they know the right time to allocate the funds to hiring a new person? Because when you're starting a business and you and I have both bootstrapped our mm-hmm. businesses when starting out, we know that allocating every dollar, every penny can really make a big difference sure. and in either hindering our growth 
or exponentially maximizing our growth mm-hmm. early on. So allocating a 40, 50, 60, $100,000 employee can be very expensive. Sure. How does somebody know when the right time to do that is? So I think as an entrepreneur, it's when you or no one else in your company can actually handle that. And it's something that will negatively impact your business from a revenue perspective if you don't get that taking that role filled within the next three, to, three so months. So if I'm really struggling on financials because I've got so many different SKUs and mm-hmm. so many different purchase orders and so many different things coming in my business that my, my full-time job, which wouldn't be my full-time job, is looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. I should That's the time for me to hire that because it's pulling me out of my expertise, which yes. may be sales. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, and then it's also when you're early stage and bootstrapped, you don't necessarily have to hire an employee. There's a lot of ways to actually bring on talent. Um, you, we use consultants um, quite often for certain areas in the business. And so, so hire them on a task basis versus mm-hmm. full-time? Yeah, either task yeah. basis or we, you know, our CFO is a consultant and she works with multiple other clients and she's amazing and actually almost better than a full-time employee because she's able to take um, from some of the things that her other clients are dealing with um, and, and actually applying it to our business. And I love that because that's actually right there a key distinction you just pointed out. And that is sometimes it's better mm-hmm. to have people in-house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's better to hire A-list talent mm-hmm. that maybe would cost you a quarter million or half a yeah. million dollars in salary, but you hire them on a need-to-go basis. Right. We and probably utilize a, you know, a quarter of her time or a tenth <laughs> of her time. Um, where, so it doesn't make sense for us to have a full-time person. Mm. And she was actually a referral. So you have to reach out to your network. It's leveraging your network, understanding what that network could bring, and then putting it out there. So let's say that somebody doesn't have a network because there's Mm -hmm. somebody right there going, but I don't have the network. Thanks, Nancy, but I don't have the (laughs) network. Where do they start? Um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great... LinkedIn. Just start just typing in what people, you know, what you need and see if you can find it. Exactly. Should you upgrade to the premium level on LinkedIn? I don't know the benefits. I mean, gosh, LinkedIn is a great partner. And so sure, the the right answer would probably be yes, go ahead and upgrade. Somebody Um, on LinkedIn is listening to fancy. (laughs) You know, but I think that you leverage and do searches and ask for ways to connect with people. So no excuses. They're out there. LinkedIn is the perfect platform. Absolutely. I mean, nowadays, there's everything is at your fingertips. You just actually have to know what to type into Google. Nowadays, people are making the excuses that they don't have the resources. But at the end of the day, I think that it's easier now to become an entrepreneur and start a business than it's ever been. And there's more resources out there at a more cost-effective place than they've ever been. And on top of that, I think at the end of the day, what separates most entrepreneurs that are successful early on from others is their resourcefulness. Would you agree? Absolutely. I would say that the one thing that I would absolutely say is scrappiness or resourcefulness. It's understanding what what do you have to work with and how do you make it work? I would tell most startups that not to work with my firm until they're able to actually part with a certain amount of cash and it doesn't hurt. Because truthfully, they should be utilizing that money. If it does hurt, then they should probably utilize that money for other things. Okay, so at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. what separates entrepreneurs is their ability to be resourceful rather than their resources. Founder and CEO of Filled, Nancy Sony is our guest right now. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars. So resourcefulness is something that I think all entrepreneurs should be capitalizing more on. Do you have any tools, gadgets, or resources that help people be more resourceful or help you stay productive and organized? Google. <laughs> I, no, I, I love that you said that because for me, if, when I'm asked those questions on interviews, I'm like, sounds stupid, but like my notepad on my phone, yeah. my calendar app, and Google. Like, it sounds ridiculous, but those platforms help so much. How do you use it, though, rather than just saying Google? How do you actually capitalize on it? I mean, 
in building my business, there have been times almost on a weekly basis where I'm, you know, something's thrown at me and I work in tech. So there's new technologies that are coming out every single month. Yeah, you're disrupted every day. And it's like, okay, wait, what is that? How do I pronounce that? Yeah. Um, so Google is a really big friend of ours because you're constantly having to figure out what is My this? best employee is Google. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm to Pam. Exactly, it's free. Um, so you're constantly going out there and figuring out. And one of the things that I'm kind of, in awe of are this kind of the millennial generation, how adept they are at Googling things and kind of figuring out how to solve a problem. And truthfully, that is... You see two-year-olds on their parents' phones oh these gosh, days Googling yes. stuff. Yeah, my daughter knows how to use YouTube. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think there's so many resources out there that there really isn't an excuse. Yeah. If you want to figure out a way to do something um, inexpensively, go, you know, kind of utilize every single avenue that's free first. Um, whether it's your network, it's, you know, using Facebook. I, I know of a lot of people who actually put on Facebook that, hey, my company is hiring XYZ and, and yeah, seeing, yeah. What, seeing what comes up that first. So you can capitalize on those different tools and social media. Um, I think that a lot of the times when entrepreneurs are getting started, mm -hmm. they have this trust problem. And the thing is, they're wearing all the different entrepreneurial hats. And they really, as we all should stick to our vertical and our lane of where mm -hmm. we're the best, and then outsource and delegate and hire all the other positions in our company. But when we're starting, it can be hard to do, as we touched on. Yep. When do you know to allocate the funds? Things like that can be difficult. But I think another thing on top of that is, even when you have the money, how do you know that you can trust the person that you're going to allocate those funds to? I see it a lot of times. I consult mm -hmm. for small businesses, and they'll say, but you know, we're already doing fine on this thing, but really they should outsource and hire it to a professional. But mm -hmm. they have their in-house people doing social media, but they're not social media experts. They have sure. somebody doing accounting, but they're not an accountant, et cetera, et cetera. So what's your advice for somebody who's maybe struggling with trusting mm -hmm. outsourcing and delegating? Ask for referrals. I know I've already talked about that, but ask for referrals. Well, let's hammer it in, of, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of people that I know. So there are firms that will come to us and say, hey, who do you know for this or this mm -hmm. or that? I kind of have my like black book of, okay, you know, for this, you go there. For this, you go there. Um, build that. I think as an entrepreneur, that's really, really important. And I've made a lot of mistakes in terms of hiring the wrong person for the wrong, for the wrong role and then kind of having to deal with it on the back end. Um, one piece of advice that many of my startup clients will do is uh, back off list or kind of backdoor references. Yeah. Um, doing, doing your fact finding. It is really hard. So to do the adjust. due diligence beforehand. Do your diligence and, and kind of figure out beyond just the references that someone gives you what everybody else might yeah. say to them. And with LinkedIn, you really don't have any excuses. You can connect with someone and ask questions. Yeah. You're, you're going to pay for it one way or the other. You exactly. might as well do your due diligence ahead of time. The hour to two hours it takes you to kind of fact check early on yeah. can save you the you know months and months of, or years of <laughs> potential headache or heartache. Nancy, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com. It's amazing, but true. When it comes to one of America's biggest household expenditures, healthcare, a lot of people think they've got no choice. People are used to thinking we have to do it this way, but they don't. Yes, you have the freedom to choose an alternative with your healthcare. It's MediShare, and it costs way less than the alternatives. The typical family saves $500 a month, not a year, a month. And if you're single, this can save you a lot too. 
And let's face it, a big reason MediShare is 400,000 people strong, it just works. They've shared over $3 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. Joining MediShare for so many people is one of those things that makes you say, why didn't I do this before? So yes, the time has come for something better. Look into joining MediShare and see why so many people are opting out of the old way and into the new. Why not look into this? Just call 844-91-BIBLE. That's 844-91-B-I-B-L-E. 844-91-BIBLE. Welcome back to Business Rockstars. Now let's go to Mark Lack. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Lack, and this is Business Rockstars. My guest today is my dear friend, Juvon Langford. He's an international speaker and a men's empowerment coach. It's great to have you here, brother. Thanks for having me, brother. So what are you most excited about? What are you doing these days right now that's got you most excited and jazzed? Man, I'm traveling the globe. I know you are. You've been all over. (laughs) Spiraling lives, um, just really creating impact around the globe, like really working with men. And, and diving deeper and teaching them just tools, tips, and techniques to support them in really taking their lives to a whole new level. Um, just got back off, to, I'm on tour right now uh, for the Elevation Effect, which is a two-day workshop I created, uh, really built with tips and tools and awareness to help men really build their awareness around uh, the things they're passionate about and to be able to break through the conversations and limiting beliefs that are holding them back, either personally and professionally. So let's get a contextual example. Yeah. We've got Let's say we're at your workshop right now. We've got yeah. some entrepreneurs yeah. and we've got some aspiring entrepreneurs in that group. Absolutely. And we're in the room with you right now. Yeah. And what are some common problems that you see? Because I know you've had entrepreneurs yeah. and I know you've had aspiring entrepreneurs at your workshops. Yeah. What are some of the problems you see them have and how do you help them overcome? Them? Yeah, it was really, uh, I would say there's so many there underlying is. issues. The I most say, common ones that people most, are dealing with right now. Yeah, I say the most common thing. I, I'll tell you why. This is why men come to me, mm. right? They say it because of the money issues. They say because of their personal life, because of depression, because of a childhood experience. But ultimately what they come to me for is permission. The permission to finally say, look them in the eye and be able to drop into my heart and they drop into theirs. And for us to be able to connect on a deeper level and say, you got this. I see you. I hear you. I'm here for you. A lot of men don't have that. And it's my personal experience that some of the world's greatest challenges are a result of dysfunctional men. And men are dysfunctional because they're at war with themselves. And there's no outlet, there's no safe space for them to authentically share what's truly holding them back, what's truly blocking them mentally or spiritually. And in the workshop, these two days, we have up to 30 guys. I cap it at 30 so nobody gets to hide. And we go so deep. The first day is <laughs> heart cracking. No one's hiding. No one's hiding in the workshop. And the second day is just tools, tips, techniques to really support them in breaking through. But they come for permission ultimately. It comes to that. Is imposter syndrome is a big one. They talk to me about depression and more emotional and anxiety. So it's, it's huge. They don't know how to share that because if they do, then they're weak or they're feminine. That's how we've been taught, right? Or, yeah, I mean, we're wrong. We're bad. It's, it, it doesn't work. So, um, but ultimately it's permission for me. Yes. So I love what you're up to these days, and I'm excited to dive a little bit more into that soon. Take me back to the beginning of your journey. I know that you weren't always this tall, successful, international speaker going out there and crushing it and empowering people. Take me back to that first point in your life when you were just a young child or when you first decided to become an entrepreneur, because I know you yeah. have an interesting story. Yeah, it's been a, been a pretty phenomenal journey, to say the least. Um, grew up in the East Coast in uh, Massachusetts, 
And at the age of four, my dad passed away in leukemia. Mm. Uh, my mother was a drug addict most of my life. She was a teenage mom. She was 16 when she got pregnant. So she was a child raising a child, didn't have the tools mm. really necessary. So I grew up in foster care, legally adopted by my grandmother. So it was a really rough you know, journey in the beginning. I didn't know it at the time, really until I grew up and I realized, wow, my life's a lot different than everybody else around me. I'm having very different experiences or I'm not having the experiences that they're having. And I was teased and picked on. I was the oldest of five and the only boy. So I grew up in a household with a lot of estrogen, <laughs> a lot of estrogen. <laughs> and uh, it was really interesting navigating that and really getting clear as to who I was, you know, so not really feeling man enough. And so for me, as most men do, we find an outlet. It was sports for me. I played basketball, ran track, played football. Uh, I got pretty good at basketball. I ended up going to college, playing sports at Skidmore in upstate New York, which is a phenomenal experience. And um, also signed a modeling contract at 17, right when I was transitioning from high school to college. And between sports and entertainment, it was like this great expansion. It was like this mind-expanding uh, journey that I went on. I was traveling, doing model, modeling shoots and uh, commercial shoots, and I was also traveling with basketball. So it was ex so much exposure in a very short window and had a really phenomenal mentors in my life who supported me. And just brought Which is it key, into scope. Right? Everything, everything. The, the relationships are, are huge. I talk a lot about that when I coach the guys I work with is really building relational wealth and the financial wealth follows that. What were some of the lessons that happened on that journey from, you know, growing up in your house, having that happen with your parents, yeah. living with your grandma and having that sort of that evolution, we call them life stages, right? Yeah. When those seasons happened in your life, yeah. kind of up until that point, like you were just talking about before you were finishing school, what was one of the biggest life lessons you had? Man, that I was enough. Mm. I was enough. I, I went a lot of years really up until my mid twenties thinking I wasn't enough. That's our deepest fear. It's, it's huge. I think a lot of people are challenged with that. People who are watching this right now yeah. are probably having that experience, whether it be in business, whether it be personal in their romantic life is, am I enough for this relationship? Am I enough for this organization? Am I enough to build this business? You know, can I be the deal? And maybe if you're not struggling yeah. with it, Maybe everything you're doing yeah. is to avoid not being enough. Absolutely. And I spent a lot of time being better than average, Mark, but never great at one particular thing. And so I was always in that realm. Mm -hmm. So I got A's and B's, never straight A's, right? I played sports. I never made it to the NBA in basketball, but I played in college. Mm -hmm. And I, I did well as far as modeling goes. And I made money, thousands of dollars, but I never became America's Next Top Model. So I just mm -hmm. sat in this realm and I just never knew, like, what am I here for? There's something bigger than this. There's got to be something more than this. And it really was a, a really incredible journey moving through. But the, the biggest piece for me is mentorship. Is having the right people in my life. They kind of showed up. I called them temporary angels who showed up and really supported me. <laughs> I love that. And uh, whether it was giving me 20 bucks in my pocket or encouraging me and telling me that I was enough or just taking me out to eat and just listening to me mm. and seeing me, being with me. Right, not looking past me, but really being with Javon yeah. as, a, as a little boy. I felt acknowledged. I felt accepted. And those are two feelings that most men and women don't feel. Well, we're talking about the power of mentorship. Juvon Langford is my guest right now. He's a men's empowerment coach and international speaker. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. Again, my guest right now, Juvon Langford. It's good to have you here, brother. Thanks for being here. So we're talking about the power of mentors and some other things like that on your journey. What happened right before you made the shift and the decision to commit to being an entrepreneur? Because it's not something that everybody does. And yeah. when you do make it, it is exciting, but scary. You know, I, I kind of grew up not 
liking being told what to do. I don't like being told what to do. Me neither. Do you, do you, who does? Can you, can you, can you relate does? to that? <laughs> a little bit, right? And I, I remember working for a corporation and being in the office and saying, okay, you guys, we got to be back by 12. Uh, we got to be here. You guys can leave. I need you to stay later tonight. I'm like, my time, my, my time. Like I'm, it's just, it's not my own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so hard to go to really deal with that, you know, going through emotions and just my spirit was just really downtrodden. And I just, I didn't know how to navigate that. And I was a part of a organization called Maker Studios, which is a huge corporation, a multi-channel network, a YouTube network. And I was invited to be a part of it in the very beginning, which is a great experience. And I always joke and say, I got my PhD in digital media being a part of the company. <laughs> and they kind of closed down shop and Disney bought them out. And I left there and I made a choice that day in the car that when everyone was laid off and we were moving forward in our journey, that I was going to only work with people. I was never going to work for anybody. Mm. I was only going to work. I was going to collaborate. I was going to connect with people. And since that day, I've been, I've started several companies, um, doing a lot of digital media work uh, as a creative director. I have a profit foundation in Los Angeles called Mentors Making Major Moves, working with inner city and foster youth and creating deep and meaningful relationships for them, for kids. And which we've now branched off and created the Mentor, which is a national male teen empowerment tour. And as I'm working with these young boys, I'm realizing, wow, our boys are becoming broken men. They're becoming big boys, not becoming Mm -hmm. men. Appreciate you, brother. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the business side of things in a second. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com. This report is brought to you by Blistex. Odor Eaters is back for their 44th annual fun yet smelly rotten sneaker contest. All participants at this national contest raised a stink by showing off their foul-smelling sneakers at the annual event. Children traveled from near and far to compete at this year's contest hosted at Ripley's Believe It or Not. For a chance to win the national smelly title, $2,500, and tickets to the Broadway show Aladdin. But only one lucky pair of rotten sneakers can be crowned the winner, and they belong to 15-year-old Seneca Slocum from Eagle River, Alaska. And while scientists thought that the human nose could only detect about 10,000 different smells, they recently discovered that this number increased to 1 trillion, making it possible for our judges to find a new foul scent on every sniff. George Aldridge, NASA's chief sniffer. This year's participants really brought the smells with the foulest of odors. Kids are known for getting into some stinky messes, but these kids sure have a talent. For more information, visit odoreaters.com. Again, that's odoreaters.com. Rockstars. Now let's go to Mark Lack. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Lack, and this is Business Rockstar. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ours. My guest today is my dear friend, Juvon Langford. He's an international speaker and he's a men's empowerment coach. And he is a phenomenal one at that. 
Javon, it's great to have you, brother. Yes, sir. Good to be in the house. So, real quick, just kind of tell us, what are you up to these days? Man, a little bit of everything. I'm traveling the <laughs> I globe. I know, you're all literally. over. You're speaking. All over the globe. You're rocking just people traveling. everywhere. Yeah, I'm being a business rock star is what I'm being. I love it. That's you know, why truly, you're here. That's why I'm here. That's why I got invited. That's right. Um, but just truly traveling the world right now and creating community, creating content, and really conversations that support all people but specifically men and breaking through their challenges, their mental barriers so they can live their legacy and truly create from a place of purpose. I love that. And you do an amazing job at it. I've seen your videos. I've seen your workshops. I've seen the testimonies from people. You do an amazing job, brother. And that's why you're here on the show. Thanks, man. So let's talk about the hardest thing Mm. about starting a business. What would you say are three traits or three tips every entrepreneur getting started needs to know? Go first. What do you mean by that? Go first. Go first. The biggest thing for me is, is waiting for permission. And I was thought, I thought, so I thought that at one, at a certain point, someone was going to tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, it's your turn. Mm. When I realized it's always my turn. You got to do it. (laughs) It's always my turn. And it's, it's waiting for permission is, is, is the worst thing you can do. I think a lot of us have these visions, these goals, these missions for our lives. And if we don't have the right people around us that are supporting us and pushing us forward, then we sit stuck. And a lot of us are sitting and we should be standing and changing and transforming lives. And so mm. I've really stepped into something that's truly uh, rewarding. It's fulfilling. And it's also been something that's, I mean, I, it's like a dream. Yeah. Honestly, brother. So you've stepped into your dream. That's trait number one mm-hmm. is you got to just do it, right? You got to give yourself permission to get started and go Absolutely. after the dream. Yeah. So two more things for getting started in business. Absolutely. is passion. Passion is, is the next mm-hmm. thing I would say. Which, the, the GPS of, of going for it. So G <laughs> is go for it, right? Okay. Go first. PSA is passion. The biggest thing okay. is if you're not passionate about it, there's just certain places you won't go in life, right? Passion keeps yeah. you up after 1 a.m. Passion wakes you up before 5 a.m. Passion gets you up when you get knocked down. Passion gives you, <laughs> it gives you the, the guts to go into a room and say, listen, this is why you should be in business with me. This is why I'm choosing you, right? Passion gives you the fuel to go places that the normal or the average person wouldn't go. Yeah. And that's something that's truly pushed me forward. I created a workshop in LA. It went phenomenally well. I had 12 guys in a room and now I'm traveling the globe with this workshop. That's passion. I love that. Right? It's just, it's just something that I can't, really explain it. You got to be a little delusional. You know, I'm, you got to have a little, you got to be a little crazy. Yeah. A, little, a little delusion never, never hurt nobody, you know? So being delusional is, is a big thing, you know? Okay. So go first passion. Mm. Number three S is this is, this is, this, this is something that I'll lay it down. What's the S this is, this is something that let me, <laughs> let me just, it's so important. Mm. This is one of, this is the secret ingredient. The secret ingredient to any success, any successful person would tell you that this is a huge part of it. Specificity is being specific, right? Specificity supports you in knowing where you don't have to go anymore. So we're going to the land. We know we don't need this. We stay mm-hmm. the course. And when you're specific, the universe, it honors specificity, right? Things will come. I want to make more money. Okay. Or someone will say, I have a coaching client. And he said, I want to make enough money. Enough money for what? I want to pay my bills and my house. And I just want to make enough to do this. And I'm like, are your bills paid? You know, is your family safe? Well, you're getting exactly what you're asking for. Yeah. Specificity. Another story, a young lady who is dying to be married. She said, I've been asking, she goes to a psychologist. She goes, I've been asking for a husband. I just want to get married. I just want a husband. She goes, and every guy that I meet, every guy I go on a date with, they're all married. Cause she's been asking for a husband. <laughs> So it's important that we be specific and know that what we ask for, it will come Mm. and it'll come expeditiously. And so I think getting clear 
and being as specific and as pointed and directed as possible with your vision, with your mission is going to support you in really getting into arriving at that place. How do you find your purpose in, pa- in, in your business, though? Because, you know, yeah, you can be passionate about something, but I see people yeah. that have passion. They don't have purpose. Yeah. So how do you find your purpose? I think personally, the foundation of everybody's purpose mm-hmm. should be built on two pillars, growth. And contribution growth, meaning constantly finding ways to serve your clients in a greater way and always figuring out how you can become a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Contribution, meaning how can you figure out how you can constantly give back and serve somebody or something that's bigger than yourself? And I think that's the foundation of purpose. And then you can get really clear on what your specific purpose is. You were talking about specificity, right? Tying it in. How do you get specific on what your purpose is? I think it's discovering and, and playing in the realm of what lights me up. For me, I love traveling. I love tra- I just love getting on planes and buses and taxis and horses. I just love that because I'm <laughs> learning, right? I'm such a student of life. I also love people. I love connecting with people, right? And one of my greatest fears growing up was connecting with men because I had no dad. I had no brothers. Mm-hmm. It was all females. And so I didn't know how to really establish this relationship. And so I've taken all three of those things and I've created a workshop that allows me to travel the globe and connect with men. Wow. <laughs> right. So you got specific those and you things made it light me up and I got super specific, but it's a journey as well as being mm-hmm. gentle with yourself along the journey. And for me, getting, getting specific and really creating that, that passion and, and really going first and going the distance, it's about relationships. And what I want to say to anybody who's watching is a lot of people are focusing on the money. It's not about the money. Focus on the movement, focus on the people. Focus on the impact, focus on the service, and everything else will come rushing your doorstep. And for me, that's exactly what I'm experiencing right now. I've been Mm -hmm. so focused outward on serving people and increasing my capacity, creating products, services, workshops that support people and safe spaces where they go where they wouldn't normally go. Mm -hmm. And now they're discovering who they are. They're digging deeper and they're getting that clarity of mind, right? They're building their awareness. They have more choices and then ultimately they're producing results. And what I'm doing right now for myself and also teaching others is living life based on results. I love that. Juvon says, look inward first, become your best self and everything outside of that will take care of itself. Juvon Langford is my guest right now. He's a men's empowerment coach and a phenomenal international speaker. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. Again, my guest right now is Juvon Langford. It's good to have you on the show, brother. Thanks for having me, brother. So, entrepreneurship. It's something that I feel like everybody's trying to do nowadays. It's like this trendy thing. It used to not be, it used to mean you didn't have Mm -hmm. a job. Now entrepreneurship (laughs) is, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to try to raise money. I'm going to try to get a a false valuation on my Mm -hmm. app or my technology. Mm -hmm. Everyone's trying to become a coach or a guru. So everyone nowadays is trying to get into this space, but what do you think, how important do you think it is to be authentic as an entrepreneur where nowadays everyone's trying to have false valuations, pretend that they're a guru or an expert when they're in their first year of business (laughs) and all this other falseness of being an entrepreneur nowadays with Instagram accounts and pictures and all this only showing you the the stuff they want you to see, the highlight reels. How important is authenticity? Well, it's everything. And honestly, it won't last. Anybody who's out there trying to become something Mm -hmm. that they're not built to become, it'll always fall apart. It'll always fall apart. People will always find their way at the exit. They don't belong in the room whether that's in your life, whether it's in mm. business, they don't belong there. It won't happen. Another thing is authenticity. When you're not authentic, what will happen is some people have a strong will and others have a strong won't. And those who don't have that will to go the distance within that realm, 
They don't have the tools, they don't have the tips, they don't have the wherewithal to push through. They'll make their way out the room. Mm. So it's okay. I learned to, in the beginning for me, I used to be like, what are they doing here? This doesn't feel good. They shouldn't be here. And I was always projecting and focusing on them. But I've learned to stay in my own lane. So I don't worry about anybody else being inauthentic. I focus on me and diving deep and really discovering who I am and how I can be a better or a bigger contribution to other people. I love that, brother. Yeah. We got a guy, Steve. Steve's yeah. with us right now. Okay. Steve says, I've got a nine to five job. I've got an idea. I've got passion. I've got purpose. But how can I get started? How can I go out and make this a reality? Because yeah. I've got my nine to five job. It's what pays my bills. And I'm barely surviving financially. Yeah. I've got maybe a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks in the bank right now. I don't really like what I do. It pays the bills. Mm -hmm. But I've got this deep burning desire to go out and turn this idea and my passion into a monetary business. But I'm uncertain and I'm afraid of what happens if I cut the cord. Right. What do you say to Steve? Yeah, I say, well, come here, Stevie. Get over, <laughs> here. Get over here, buddy. I say, Steve, what lights you up? I'd ask him that. And he'd tell me. And at that point, I would tell him, what are the prices that you're paying by not living that? And we go deeper into that. Because people don't understand how much they're robbing the people in their life by not being in alignment with why they're here. Mm. Right? We don't fully comprehend the prices people in our lives and that we are personally paying by not being in alignment. We're missing out on a lot of things. We're not having what we came for as a direct result of not doing the work it takes to discover the gift, discover the purpose. I didn't know that I want to be a men's empowerment coach or an international speaker. <laughs> I grew up in a household in foster care where there was more month than money. <laughs> you know, we never really struggled or wanted for anything because I was always provided, but we didn't have much. I never thought that I could travel, that, I'd be on, that someone would care what I'm doing in 18 months. I never thought that would be the case, yeah. you know, but I stood the course. I did the things that producers us daily. I surrounded myself with champions. I put in the work, I went within myself. I learned how to be alone and knowing that when I am with myself, everywhere that I go, I'm never lonely because I bring me everywhere that I go. Yeah. And so I've learned little tips and tools and nuggets and I've read books and I've surrounded myself with <laughs> champions, with rock stars in business and in life. And it has supported me in transforming this thing called the mind. The mind is so precious and what we tell it, what we, how we speak to it influences how we show up in the world. And I just have learned to be gentle with myself and to be able to be understanding and to come from compassion versus confusion. Mm. We choose confusion so we don't have to do anything about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people, I think, uh, for me, ultimately, it's about living life based on results. It's about growing my awareness so that I have more choices and ultimately can change and transform the world to everybody I come into contact with. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> Thanks for having me, brother. My man. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com. <laughs> An entrepreneur has so little time to convince anyone they are the real deal. Here are some ways to help you pitch your business. I'm Alex Worley with a Business Rockstars Minute. Number one, be prepared. The way you conduct yourself when the tough questions come flying from all directions can determine the outcome of your pitch for better or worse. Number two, get to the point. With adult attention spans maxing out anywhere from eight seconds to 20 minutes, presentations that fail to capture interest immediately and sustain it through the critical parts have a slim chance of winning. 
Number three, be real. We've all learned lessons, turned around a bad situation, and found inspiration in other success. The powerful messages we learned from these stories are what make a business pitch real and the pitcher trustworthy to an audience. I'm Alex Worley, and this has been a Business Rockstars Minute. My friend's retail store was the victim of IoT password theft. Yep. Cybercriminals are taking over security cameras, payment systems, and other IoT devices by exploiting vulnerabilities. What if they target us and our dispersed network? We're secured with Barracuda. We have advanced firewalls for our sites, enhanced security for our cloud infrastructure, and total email protection. Such a relief. Protect your business at Barracuda.com. Barracuda, your journey secured. Message and data rates may apply. What if there were a top-ranked business degree that gave you access to world-renowned faculty leaders and mentors, but on your schedule? The W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University is now accepting high-quality applicants for its online MBA, Information Management, and Business Analytics Master's programs. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Degrees online. For more information, text RANK to 79645. That's R-A-N-K to 79645. You shouldn't have to choose a random lawyer who charges expensive hourly rates when you need legal help. But the legal system is so complicated, what other choice do you have when you need help with your business or want to protect your family? Start with LegalZoom. They make it easy. For more than a decade, they've provided a way for regular people like you and me to confidently navigate the legal system. LegalZoom's not a law firm, and that's how they provide such great value. They don't rely on charging you by the hour. Instead, you'll get transparent pricing and customer reviews so you know exactly what you're getting up front. If you need help with incorporation, LLCs, trademarks, last wills, living trusts, and more, LegalZoom's the smart choice. They've got the right people on hand to answer your questions. And if you need legal advice, their network of independent attorneys can provide the straightforward guidance you need in most states. Don't let legal hurdles become an excuse. Go to LegalZoom.com today to start building your own future the right way. To save even more, enter Rockstar in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com. business rock stars now let's go to mark lack how do you get more views on youtube we're here to inspire inform and connect a community of entrepreneurs i'm mark lack and this is business rock stars my guest today is brandon lucero he's the founder of sold with video brandon it's great to have you brother great to be here so how do you get more views on youtube i know you're an expert in that space so the very first thing you want to do is look at your target audience who you're going to be turning into customers and the next step in that is figuring out what are they looking for, what are they struggling with online. If we can determine kind of what their search behavior is or what they're really struggling with, we can then start to create content around those terms because we know they're actively looking for it. 
I mean, when you have a problem, when I have a problem, or you want to be entertained, I want to be entertained, we usually just go online, do a bunch of searches, and that's really the best place to start attracting a very targeted audience and start developing a ton of views. So that would, that would probably be the very first step that I would recommend. Okay, so something you said was, you don't just want to get views, you want to get targeted views for yep. a specific ideal audience. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Based on the content and based on the product? Based on both. So like, okay. and you can even develop products around what they're searching for because if they're okay. searching for it, you know that they need a solution, right? Like no one's gonna go search for information mm-hmm. if they're not struggling with something. Yeah. So it's like the highest converting traffic we've ever gotten because it's almost like cheating. You know You what find the demand already. Yeah, you know what their problems are. You know what they're struggling with. You know what they want. So there's no guessing. There's no like, okay, well, let's do some some interviews and try to figure out what people are doing and, and surveys and stuff like that. You, you know. Like well, how do you know though? There. Where's the data? I know like so, there's Google Analytics and there's different things like that. And you can actually go on certain platforms and it'll tell you, this is the highest keyword search. This is the highest thing searched on YouTube. Exactly, So yeah. where is that? How can people find that? So there's a tool called the Google Keyword Planner tool that Google okay. gives you. It's it's part of the AdWords platform, but they let you use it for free, and you can actually type in keywords, and they'll tell you how many people every month are looking for those terms. What's the best way to do it? Should I only do yeah. it where it's an ad in the top right? Should I do it where the video pops up, or should I just test? So there's two separate ways of doing it. One is all organically. Number two is Paid advertising. So what would organically be versus Organically paid. would be like someone types in, let's say you own a baking school, like you okay. want to get people enrolled into your baking yeah. school and you're like, okay, they're looking how to make a cookie. You find that, you create that term so that, and you create the perfect video for that term. So then when someone actually goes into Google or goes into YouTube and types in how to make a cookie or how to bake a cookie, your video is the number one result organically, okay. not the paid advertising. Yeah. But then when you incorporate paid advertising, it's like adding gasoline to the fire because- <laughs> You know, you're in all over the place. You're in yeah. different spots. And Where's the best place to put the ad on YouTube? I, I always like the pre-rolls that come up before because you can actually target your competitors if you wanted to. If your competitors okay. run ads on their channel to try to get some like you know extra revenue coming in, you can literally take your video and put it right in front of theirs. So okay. someone can click on their video to go watch it and bam, yours pops up. So I always love the pre-roll, but you can come up in this top of the search. You can come up in the right side as so, well. so what are the mistakes you see people making on YouTube? The two biggest mistakes is that they just randomly pick topics that they think people are looking for, people want, and no one wants it. Mm. The second mistake is they do a lot of explaining why you should be doing something. But the thing is, someone lands on your video, they do a search, or they look at the thumbnail, they look at the title, they click on it, they already know the why. Like, mm. going back to that cookie example, uh, it, no one's gonna s- click on that video and then wanna sit there and, and listen to why they need to make cookies. They already know why, like that's why they're there. So yeah. avoid the why and just get into like the what to do and adding value and being sure that you're creating something that they actually want and care about. So it's counterintuitive because I think sometimes you hear people say, start with the why. Yeah. But you're saying do the opposite and instead focus more on delivering value? Yeah, because you gotta look at the behavior of the person. Like, how are they getting onto that video? And if mm. their intent is, I want the information, the why's already, they've already seen the why. They're, someone else has already explained it to them. And if so, you did it right, it, the why should already be established. It, exactly, yeah. Okay, yeah. so when you're on YouTube and people are searching for your videos, what is the timing? Is there a specific timing that you can put in front of the person? Like, is it remarketing? Is it, like, I, Pai Lopez is somebody that yeah. you know both of us are familiar with in the yeah. space. He knows that if I watch one of his videos, the video is going to pop up almost on everything that I do now. So yeah. the timing of it comes into play, right? Yeah, yeah, the timing does. I mean, the remarketing capabilities uh, between YouTube and even Facebook, too. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous with even Facebook. Facebook video, I mean, that's a whole other beast. Uh, but you can actually remarket to people. And one of my biggest things is, is not only just remarketing within YouTube and then the whole Google uh, platform, but also getting them onto my property because I could put any remarketing 
code I want. And okay. once they hit my website or an email list, I can then remarket with all of my video content on Facebook, on YouTube, um, or any other Instagram, whatever platform I yeah. want. So explain the remarketing first, just really yeah. simply. Dumb it down. You can get a pixel on your videos so yeah. that when somebody clicks it but doesn't buy, you can continue to put the ad in front of them. How does that work? Yeah, so it's it's basically a pic, like you said, a pixel that goes on to a website or something like that. Mm -hmm. They hit it, and then they go into what I call a bucket. And so the more views you get and people yeah. on your website, they go into this bucket. Um, so for example, we're in a product launch right now. So what we've done, we actually started the process like three months ago, where we're constantly remarketing videos. So we know if they watch video number one, we're then sending them video number two, video number three. And there's no pitch; it's just straight value, and and we're turning cold traffic into warm traffic. Now we're entering to the sales process and we've built up uh, a list of 100,000 people that have wow. never heard of us, but we've built up a relationship with them over the last three months just because of the remarketing stuff. So it all started okay. with YouTube, funnel them to a place, get them in a remarketing bucket, and then just hit them with value for, for a couple months to warm the traffic up, and then now it's right into our product. So was that 100,000 people that you had pixeled or was that 100,000 people that had given you their email? Uh, it's 100,000 people that we've pixeled. Okay, so... Do you have statistics on how many impressions it takes to get the person to buy? Like statistically now, somebody's going to see an ad, they have no idea who you are, what your product is, or anything like that. It's going to take, on average, 16 times of them seeing your ad yeah. before they're going to take action. Well, that's the beauty of this, is we've been doing it for two or three months already. Mm -hmm. So like eight of those 16 times could have already happened by now. Okay. Uh, so now what we're doing is now getting them onto our email list. Uh, and what's been happening is that we've been spending a lot of money, and on Facebook we're paying about a dollar for, or a, sorry, a, a penny per view, so extremely okay. cheap. Yeah. And then now we're getting them to go onto our email list, and we're getting people on our email list for under a dollar, wow. which is like unheard of in this in the industry that we're in. But it's because we spent you know a couple thousand dollars, which is not a lot of money at all compared to get a bucket of a hundred thousand yeah. people. And now we're getting them onto an email list to take them down our sales process. Um, and all those leads are coming in at like well under a dollar. Brandon, yep. thanks for coming on the show, brother. Yep, of course. Appreciate it. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com. This information is given with the understanding that the host nor Business Rockstars is engaged in rendering legal, accounting, business, or other professional advice. Since the details of your situation are unique, you should additionally seek the advice and services of a competent professional. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.